Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is the show where we share cutting-edge strategies on acquiring leads, especially today, and sales so you can acquire more customers and achieve your vision as an organization. And yet again, coming back for episode, I don't know how many times you've now been on, like dozens, but part two of the Lauren Petrullo show here. And we were just just commenting pre-record how it's just me and you today and how nice it is not to have Kasim on because he just brings this level of negativity and competitiveness and just insecurity that sometimes, quite frankly, just pisses me off. So today is the nice perpetual traffic episode with Lauren and no competition because we have nothing to prove aside from just bringing the goods to you, the listener. And today we've got some killer stuff which you've probably never seen before. So I'm building up your part two appearance here just slightly, Lauren. Welcome back to Perpetual Traffic. Oh, thank you. I feel really bad of how much nicer this is without Kasim, but like, not really. Kidding, we love him, obviously. Less sarcasm. He's kind of one of those guys that just, he creates the tension, which I guess is good because TV shows without tension, without like a villain, aren't really all that great. You know what I mean? You need a Darth Vader in Star Wars. Otherwise, like Star Wars is just the story of some guy living on a planet, a desert planet, you know, as a moisture farmer. Kissing his sister. Yeah, kissing his sister. That's right. Oh, my God. He adds in all of the punch holes, right? Like he makes sure that being the, like you and I are obviously pro meta in almost every conversation. He'll come in and be like, wait a second. Wait Wait a second. second Mm, Yeah. I just feel... Like my blood pressure and my heart rate is like lower today, thanks to you being on. So anyway, it'll be back up to the normal like 140 over 90 or whatever the hell it is for my blood pressure uh, when Kasim comes back on. But he has a little touch of the flu here today. So it's just going to be me and you, which is better because that way we can actually get to the point of showing you something I've never seen before. And we referred to it a bit on part one of your episode. And for any of you who are not using lead ads on Meta, this includes you, people in tier 11. (laughs) Not to call out my own people, but we're not using them nearly as much as we should be. And if lead generation is not a part of your business right now, this is literally the laziest way to get qualified leads on Meta. And you don't even have to buy like a CRM to house them in. And that's the beauty of this whole thing. So we'll leave links in the show notes for part one where we do talk about lead ads. And today we're going to talk about the second half of that, which you've never seen before in a screen share. So make sure that you do head over to perpetualtraffic.com forward slash YouTube. Our YouTube channel is growing like Cosm's hair. 
just going everywhere and long and black and flowing. But yeah, head on over there today. I don't even know what that means. But the point is, is in order to get the goodness here, you got to go over to our YouTube channel. So definitely head over there. We will be right back with Lauren Petrullo after this quick break. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. All right, we are back. We are here with Lauren Petrullo, and we are talking, what are we talking today? What, what is this thing that I've been building up so much that everyone needs to know about? And I'm not over, I don't think I am overhyping this because this is still something, it's hard to find any information on this at all. And we do have some links. So we'll leave those obviously at perpetualtraffic.com on this episode. But let's do a screen share today and go through it. But like, what are we talking about? This whole thing that no one in the meta universe even knows about. Well, if someone does, by the way, we're talking about Lead Center. Full disclosure, it's Lead Center. All that we're going to be referring to is Lead Center, which lives inside Business Suite. But I think the reason why most people don't know about it is because advertisers who've been doing Facebook ads for more than a few years, when they did that whole shift to Business Suite, it was like, okay, that's not useful for me. I'm still inside the ads manager and it's just trying to like organize stuff where business settings is still the more efficient way to connect the accounts that you need to. But this is lead center specifically inside your business suite. So the way to even get to it, you have to go to business.facebook.com slash latest slash leads underscore center. I'll share my screen now, but it's essentially the CRM solution for your instant lead form. So if you're doing lead generation ads on Facebook, and you're keeping them inside the Facebook platform, like what we talked about in part one of this episode, all of that data gets assigned here into Lead Center. So you're going to be seeing some parts that are blurred out, obviously, because privacy of the individuals that have opted in for this. But I'm going to walk you through what you can see on this screen, which is 
a CRM inside Meta. That's the big idea. So if you don't have a CRM, like this is perfect for someone who, let's say, they have a lead generation business, but they're like, I'm not going to go out and buy HubSpot. I'm not going to go out and get constant contact or I don't even know if Aweber is even around, but MailChimp. Like this is a CRM inside of Facebook itself or Meta itself. I mean, there's a cost savings there on its own, but obviously with all the different ways in which you can use instant forms to really pre-qualify your ideal customer and then to actually have a place where you're housing them, you don't need a separate software in order to do that. Like that's the big reveal here, correct? Yeah, like I would say for the the lazy or really just strapped for time business owner that is writing their leads information on post-it notes, on napkins, in some Google Sheets, and they're not updating them necessarily, you know that you need a better data management for your leads so that you know where they are in the various pipeline stages. Like this has all the solution for you, especially if you're already doing lead generation on Facebook, because you can update that information, do further qualifications, which will then, in theory, reduce your CPMs, have greater efficiency at auction, and just be an overall better solution which is where I'm like, when I first told you and Cosm about this, when I texted you guys, I was like, guys, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I've just found what I think is going to be the largest paradigm shift in how we do lead generation advertising in 2024. Yeah, I would agree. So what are we looking at here over at uh, perpetualtraffic.com forward slash YouTube? Definitely check it out. We are looking in essence at a database. If you don't have the visual of it, I highly recommend that you do. But we're looking at literally like the inside of Lead Center here with all the, obviously a lot of it's going to be blurred out and how you actually acquired these leads. So take us through like how you guys are using it right now. And this is still not fully formulated as to how you're fully leveraging it, but at least just discovering it, knowing it's there and then looking around and obviously listening to this episode to be able to sort of navigate your way through it is going to be important here. So what are we looking at? How do you use it? Explain a little bit more. Yeah. So again, at Lead Center, what we're looking at is a table view. There is another view where you can have the pipeline stage view, which more for those that like, what are those tableau boards or? Yeah. Yep. So this is the table view specifically. And then you can see a list on the far left. You have a check mark where literally you can do mass bulk edit. Then you have the date added that they were added to this lead center. You have the name of the individual, the stage, the source, who you're assigning that individual to, the channel in which they have been acquired. And then you have a space for reminders. That's it as of right now with this recording. The CRM, as basic as it is, doesn't have the intricacies that other CRM solutions have. So this is one space that these leads are living in. We also put the leads inside this client CRM. You can use it by itself, but if you have a more sophisticated marketing plan in place, you can have that two-way sync. And I'll talk more about that in a bit. But immediately what we're looking at is we have date, name, stage, source, assigned to channel and reminders. If you want to put that in, if you're using this as a CRM for your sales team. The thing that's really interesting for me is what we can do where you can't customize these columns, you can customize these stages. So at the top, you can see we have raw, which is how all the leads come in. They're raw. You have no stage assignment to them. And then I have found on social media, following on social, they're following us on social, email opens, email click-through rate. So those are all customizable stages that you can do by clicking that gear icon. And then you're able to edit the middle stage. Hmm. Okay. 
So that's screen that we were just looking at. You haven't gone in and classified any of these individuals as of yet, but you could with these specific tags. Right. Well, there is one, for example. So what we're doing with this is the stages that I identified is fat on social, they're following us on social, emails open, email click-through rates. So everything that's going on here is where our PPC, the Facebook media buying team is acquiring these leads. And then the social media team, the organic team is now seeking these leads out and finding them on social so that we can start a relationship with them on socials. And then they're also going in and looking at the email service provider and seeing how they're interacting with the emails. Is this individual, is like Miss Harris opening the emails? Is she engaging with the emails? And we're treating the leads that we acquire as the individuals that they are versus the statistics that most marketers view subscribers and lead count numbers as. Okay. So your team, so you're taking this. So we're looking at leads from like November 18th all the way through yesterday mm -hmm. right now. I mean, most of them are paid, obviously coming in through a lead ad, through a mm -hmm. form. So through an instant form, there's one that's organic. And so what is your team specifically doing? Are they reaching out to them on social, messaging them, emailing them specifically? What's sort of the next stage of this? Sure. So they'll go into this account. So when you click on the name, it's going to open up their contact information on the right-hand side where you'll have the channel that they subscribe to. So this is the source is paid. So they came in from an instant lead form. And then we have their email information on top. We can add labels. You can do all those other sophisticated stuff. We're not doing that right now. What we're doing is we're taking this email and literally going into Facebook, going into Instagram and seeing if this contact specifically has an Instagram profile or Facebook profile that we can publicly find because we didn't ask for their Facebook handle or their Facebook username or their Instagram handle. So we're just using from the name and from the email that they've provided us to see if we can find them on social and that we can rate them internally as like, yep, this is 100% a good qualified lead. Just looking at the aesthetics of their profile, just looking at their user information. Got it. Got it. So in that case, do you know what the action was in any of these specifically? I mean, obviously, you've got your form answers down, mm -hmm. uh, scrolling down there. So we know, in this case, Jennifer, but this is all going to be sort of blurred out. Would your team try to contact them through email or messenger once they find their profile and then ask them questions specific to how they filled out the form? Is that the goal here? Good question. So on this form on the right-hand side, we have custom questions where we're asking them, what is their specific skin type? What is their preferred language to receive communication, email name, and what country they reside in? So starting is finding them on social media. And if we can find them, great. What we want to do is we want to follow and engage on their social media profile in a way that says like, okay, cool. Hey, person A, you look like a really great individual, like we want to like your post, we want to engage with you. And we want to acknowledge that you've already subscribed to our email platform. So we're acknowledging you because this is a brand that they're interacting with. They're interacting with Asian Beauty Essentials, but they're a human. So they've interacted by giving the email. So we want to connect with them on a different social media channel. So we are going to engage with that individual and just like, like on their stuff, love on their stuff, and ideally get them to be engaging that same behavior on our social profiles. Got it. This is a super manual process for right now. For, for right now, 100%. Right. Because right now, it's just, I can't find any additional information. There are elements that I think have to be automated because even yesterday, I had just found out like there's this new way to sync your CRM. So there has to be that two-way sync of information. So I customize these stages 
So for another client of ours that is doing all these leads and they're calling, they have a contact center, they have specific lead statuses, like if they're qualified, if they're qualified for a later time frame. So we're trying to figure out if we can have a hook, like using a webhook we use Make, formerly Integromat, to zap, well, that's Zapier, but, but to hook it back into this data. So every time that someone makes a status change on the stage, that it can sync back into Facebook so that we're providing that first party data back into the meta CRM so that it can use that beyond just, oh, the standard custom events that people do with pixels or even like with, on Cappy, we're able to send more qualifying data back into Facebook so they can see the stage progression and hyper-qualify who they're going after in the auctions even better. Because the more information we give, your meta ads and the AI that's leveraged behind it when putting your ads up for auction is only as powerful as the data that it can work with. So we're just trying to give more of that data back into it. So for now, it's manual. We're going in if we can't find the individual on social, which is kind of hard, actually. And this is something I imposed to our agency reps of asking them, how can we do acquisition of their Instagram handles or their Facebook profile? Because that we obviously know Meta has, but it's not one of the demographic information that's pre-filled. Because on the previous episode, we talked about how there's two types of questions. There's custom questions where you can ask anything and everything. Here, we're asking preferred language and skin type. And then you have your demographic question, which pre-populates. And here we have full name and country that they reside in. So there's no right now, hey, can I acknowledge like, what's your handle without asking them to manually type it in? And so as of right now, we're not asking people, we're just searching for them. And we're waiting to hear if Meta has something where it's an easier stage, because people don't always know how to write the handle, they'll do the at, they don't do the at. A lot of people don't know it. Yeah. I mean, the easiest thing would be, I would imagine, okay, when this individual is filling out their form, I mean, her AOL email, which is, yeah. I mean, a little sus there. But the point is, is like that automatically populated into the form because that's her meta email address. But just as simple as Instagram knows what her handle is and exactly. Facebook, the same sort of thing. So I'm surprised that's not an option for your form fields as of right now. You're saying that it is not and you're requesting whether or not it can be so you can find these people easier. Yes, exactly. Because my intention is to, once they've subscribed to our brand, we want our brand to subscribe to them. Right, right. So you have the two-way interaction. Exactly, exactly. So we want to get them to know, like, and trust us, and then only depend on us. So we want to take that extra mile. Yes, it is manually at the moment, but we want to win them as a loyal customer versus just being one of the many beauty brands that they're prescribed to. Yeah, 100%. Now, this is a beauty brand. You're doing this for relatively speaking, I don't know what the average order value is for Asian Beauty Essentials, but I have to figure it's hundreds of dollars, maybe, maybe sub 100. It's no? sub 100. Sub it's 100. 44. Okay. So get John Moran on here. We'll leave links in the show notes there. They're collecting leads on Google for a price tag for, you know, we have another client that's very, very similar to this, like huge price tag for him. It was quarter of a million dollars. This two-way, very manual interaction, yes, for a sub $100 product, I think it's cool you guys are doing this. But if you have a higher-priced product, for all our agency friends out there, please don't use this because uh, you'll probably be very successful using it. The point is, is that if you have a higher average order value or a lifetime value, a manual process for this is good. 
you know, this is oh. what your salespeople should be doing, right? Your business yes. development rep, you're having your social media manager in this particular case. Is it your person? Do you manage their social or is you, are you dishing this off to the client? How are you working it in this particular case? Good question. So this example, this is just our team because we're using this as the trainer account of what is possible. So the manual stuff at a sub, it's a $44 average order value. It's again, it's time consuming. Is the juice worth the squeeze? TBD on that. But we yeah. have other clients that we're doing it where they sell five figure vacation packages. So 40% of our clients are in the hospitality destination sales marketing. So they're doing large trips, multifamily trips, sometimes multi-generational trips, which are way beyond like 50 bucks. In one instance, we have their sales team doing it. For another client where we're sending their stuff into a call center, they're not touching it right now. They have everything synced up to their specific custom CRMs and all that stuff. So we're showing it where we have, because again, it's so new. We have a client that's updating it themselves and two-way syncing into their CRM. And then we're doing it manually on the e-commerce side because right now it's the most expensive time of the year to do ads. It's the Black Friday, Cyber Monday time at the time of this recording. So it's not cost efficient to go after new customer acquisition, but it is cost efficient to go after new subscriber acquisition so that they're in the brand and we know how successful our email campaigns are. So it's just a bigger investment on the front end that we are going to continue to test. And I'll give updates as we progress through of is the juice worth a squeeze on this sub $50 average order value. But again, like my gut says, we are trying to build a relationship with the customer as an individual and that they become loyal to the brand. So that extra effort in the beginning will increase the lifetime value of that individual. It's a longer play for sure. And it's a smart thing to do. I mean, especially if you have on your team, a social media manager and all they're doing is managing your social media, like this could very easily be part of their job. You know what I mean? At the very least, what's the ROI on this going to be as far as activity goes for a sub $100 product? Who knows? But I know for a fact, if you've got a five figure or whatever your lifetime value is, like for example, we do a lot of stuff with franchises and mm -hmm. or, or in these franchisees have a really good system in all the franchises that we work with. But is this an additional way to make like an extra specific contact for people who don't respond to how they're normally reaching out to people once they submit their phone number, literally within seconds, they're called or texted. So they've got a right. really good system for all five of these franchises. Point is, is that this is an alternative way in which to interact with people because the lifetime value there for those folks, if they're buying a, if they're buying a franchise, that's hundreds of thousands of dollars mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. sales. And which we do sort of in the off season, but then in in season, those people are worth thousands of dollars billed monthly for a lawn care service, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. So mm -hmm. this is a game changer. And it's something that's very easy to be able to just sort of assign to an internal team as an alternative way of just getting in contact with them. Although huge believer in speed to lead with SMS and phone calls and like all the old sort of manual ways. Absolutely. This is another way in which to do it. Take notice of this. If you do not have a CRM, if you're a smaller business and this is what you're doing, you have a secretary or whatever it happens to be, or an answering service, the possibilities are kind of endless here. And we're figuring it out as we go along here. I know you are. So huge breakthrough.
I would say like one piece, especially for the small business or someone that's reminiscent of launching ads on Facebook, where we see the value is, yeah, we're using the research and we're trying to connect with these individuals. The whole purpose of like, wow, this is so much more information. We know in social media, the first word is social. So we want to socially engage with those people, but we want to get to know them more. And so that all the content we're creating, all of the effort we're making is for this individual as a person versus this group of people at large. And what this is helping if you're thinking of launching a new product or maybe you're considering if this offer and hook makes the most sense, you can have people opt in on an instant lead form ad. You can create that in two minutes and you can have all of that data live here. And then you can look at this if you can find that individual on social. If you're doing it for a testing, I'd ask them for their Instagram handle because we're actually finding it much harder to find people based off of the email that they provide. But you can do that to get to know who are your people so that you're not guessing at who your ideal avatar is, or especially if you're launching a new product, you can put together a like, hey, would you like to know when this is released? And then start to gather that information. Like this is the best consumer research you can have because you have people that opt in. And when you find their social profiles, they are sharing so much information about who they are, what they love, what they like, that you couldn't get that from just collecting their email. Right, right. Yeah, it's such a deeper level of understanding of what their true motivations are. So I have to assume, like for all these leads that are here, you guys are doing a follow-up sequence on email or maybe SMS yes. in addition to... All right, so that's like table stakes at this point. I mean, if you're not doing that, you're kind of... I don't know. If you've listened to 500 some odd episodes of this show and you don't know what an autoresponder series is, well... I uh, can't really help you. Yeah. (laughs) Go back to episode three. So the point is, is there is, there is communication that's happening here. The question is, Mm -hmm. is deliverability Mm -hmm. like on email? Obviously this is the email that they used way back when they set up their first Facebook profile or Instagram profile. So there is that deliverability question to a certain degree. On the last episode, you talked about the quality of lead because of the qualifying mm-hmm. questions. Are you still having issues with that contact and or fake numbers for text messaging? Like, what are you seeing with this enhanced form overall? Good question. So the emails that are signed, you have totally editable emails. And the more that people become accustomed to filling out lead forms, especially on instant lead forms, the more they're going to edit because they want the information. So you have the opportunity to make your lead ad to have a secondary confirm this is your right information if you find the leads are not giving you the email. We're not finding that to be true because the phone number doesn't change. Email, yes, they change jobs. That's happened. You know, I had a different last name when I created my Facebook profile, but I have changed the email and the lead forms because when I have filled out that information, I want it. So I've edited the email to be my Lauren at Mongoose address. And then what's great is it carries over whatever that edit was. So it starts off of whatever you initially provided. And then when you make the edit, it has that assumption that that's the new email to use all the time moving forward. Got it. Got it. And deliverability on the phone number because people keep their phone numbers for years and years. Yeah. Exactly. That stays the same. And that's an autofill as well. Just making sure mm-hmm. we're, yeah. And that's one of the big reasons why a lot of people in the past have said, well, you get a lot of leads, but you just don't really get the quality. The, the real difference is, is the instant form and the qualification and the information that you're getting. Yeah. As we're looking on the screen here over at perpetualtraffic.com forward slash YouTube, you're really asking only one qualifying question. Are there more questions, but that's just what's being populated? Mm. This one, so we're asking, what is their skin type? Yeah. We are, what is their preferred language? Because Ralph, we run this in English and in Spanish. And I'm going to show you okay. a Spanish one example, which yeah. is really interesting. So we'll look at this contact. 
she wrote, she wanted her advertising, sorry, her newsletter in English. Because huh. when we ask, ¿Qué idioma prefieres? Like we say, and she chose English. But so we're asking, what is your skin type? What is your preferred language? And then asking for sure, what is their country? Because our privacy policy is connected to a U.S. privacy policy. So we just want to make sure that everything is within the markets in which we can ship from. And using this data, because here she's saying she has oily skin. This first person has oily skin. Looking at all of that data makes them so much more qualified because we also have like, oh, I don't know. So their custom end screen takes them actually to the quiz so that they can find out what their skin type is, provide that information, and we can start making content that gears towards what our customers are actually saying they want. But do you want to hear like the crazy, intricate level of how we're using this custom question in the follow-up communications? Yeah. So based off of that custom field, because that gets imported to the email service provider, we have a newsletter sequence that goes out. But the newsletter as a base type of content, and then there's a custom field with dynamic information that matches the skin type they provided. So if you're looking for information about how cucumber is for your skin, you get the generic, but then you also get a dynamic box pulling based off of that custom field that shows cucumber benefits for oily skin, for dry skin, for sensitive skin. So it looks like a personalized newsletter, despite it being the same thing with only one personalized section of it. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's badass. That's really cool. The other parts to this above, so assigned to unassigned, you can basically, <laughs> like you would have to go in and manually assign it to one of your team members or the social media person or your BDR or whatever it happens to be. And then you can then assign that individual to whatever stage they're in. Right now it's raw. So you can customize this. This is a more of a manual process, obviously. But if you assign that to one of those people that are in the dropdown, where does that come in? Does that come in as like a Facebook Messenger message? Where do they receive that information mm. that says, oh, Lauren, assign this to me to go do this task, to hunt down this person, get an interaction with them? Yeah, yeah. Good question. So one, I'm going to show you like I'll sign to Powell, for example. And here's where I said, assign to an illegal lead owner. This is the first time I've ever seen illegal shop huh. anywhere. And I told you about it earlier and I wanted to show it to you here because you do have to go into business or like in the business settings and make sure that that individual has leads access. So there's a new permission. If you didn't give them everything and you'd only given them stuff before, you have to add leads. So that was just something that we discovered recently. But when you assign it to someone that has the permission, they're going to get a notification. And then when they go to Lead Center, they can customize it so that they can see only the ones that are assigned to them. So they're not looking at everyone. So what I did was, for those not on the YouTube channel, you would just look at the top. There has an assigned to area. And so then you could look at the unassigned, the assigned. And then you can have, again, like we work with a lot of call centers, a lot of people in the hospitality space that are doing like heads and beds and vacation packs, like Mavacs. And so they have a team that literally just routes. All they do is assign either round robin style or like, for example, we had that one individual that we just assigned, they had come from a Spanish ad. So we would assign it to the Spanish individual so that they can start the conversations and things of that nature. So someone's not looking at overwhelm. They just have their set number of leads every single day that they're treating instead of for this use case, success isn't getting them on the phone and having them buy a minivac. Success is getting to know who they are as an individual and obsessing over them a little bit as people that are interested. They've subscribed to our brand. Now we want to subscribe to them. 
engage with them on social. We want to see, like we put in our custom stages, their email behavior. So we can go into the email service provider and see, are they engaging with the emails or not? So that we can get to know them again as individuals versus just as a number in a large data set. Yeah. No, this is so cool. Totally. It's a work in progress. It's a manual process right now. But Mm -hmm. are you the one that's going in or do you have somebody on your team that's going in and assigning these leads to individuals? How are you guys doing it? Yes, the social media team is on it. I'm not going into the back end of this. I'm just looking at the numbers of how they report. So in our agency, every Thursday, we have a social media deep dive where all the different social channels, so from YouTube to Rumble to Pinterest to all those in between come together for a meeting. And now we have the meta team that's feeding back, like, what are the interactions? Because before it would be like, hey, what are some noticeable conversations? What are some comments that stood out, good and bad? Now it's talk to me about the humans, not just about the generalizations. And again, this is still super new. So how we're doing this and how it's delegating, I am not touching this. This is going to the social team. And now they're going to be able to say, hey, yes, this contact, I saw stuff that they were engaging with. I saw stuff that they were posting about. It's still social media and it's still public information. We're not like harvesting data. They've provided their name. They've provided the email. If we can find them on social, great. Let's get to know them. And then we see them following six of our competitors. Okay, let's provide more content with that unique pitch so that they can really get deep into this brand. Mm, mm. Yeah, this is super, super valuable. I mean, a bit on the manual side to start, but this is yes. how everything has to start is manual. And then you automate it at a certain point. And I'm sure Meta will be adding more automations in here to a certain degree, especially like if they want to keep everything in platform, like yeah. they can control the environment that way. So like there is an ulterior motive here from the folks at Meta Corporate to do mm-hmm. this. And surprise, there's really been such little data around this, but that's one of the reasons why it's probably still a work in progress. But like I said before, if you've got a high ticket sale or you've got salespeople sitting around or social media people sitting around twiddling their thumbs or on Facebook and Instagram scrolling through their feed or on Snapchat and TikTok and wasting time, not that that ever happens to social media person or salespeople, for God's sake, this is a way in which you can really start to develop not only intel about your market, but also perhaps even some big ticket sales. Super, super cool here. So we will have to have you back on. You're a regular guest now anyway. I mean, you're the podcast co-host in waiting, according to Kasim. A hell of a lot more positive and fun without him. So you got my vote, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's the only vote that really counts because Ryan Dice doesn't have a vote anymore. But we're definitely going to have to have you back on for an update on Lead Center. And if you're not utilizing this or you don't know what the hell it is, we're going to leave links in the show notes obviously over at perpetualtraffic.com. And if you haven't gotten the memo as of yet, definitely check out perpetualtraffic.com forward slash YouTube to see the screen share here. So you actually see what's going on and what we've been talking about here for the last half hour or so. So as always, great to have you on. Where can people find you yet again? Where can they connect with the Lauren Petrullo? You can come find me at mongoosemedia.us or Lauren E. Petrullo on all the socials. 
all the socials that's it all right well thank you so much for listening subscribe leave a rating wherever you're listening we do have to that's a to-do for us next episode is to do the shout outs for all the people who have left positive reviews for us which we really do appreciate and i failed to mention this the opening for those of you who want to go to traffic and conversion summit i believe it's the second week of january to see lauren Casam, i suppose and myself you know secondarily and third you can get a ticket, brand new ticket, because Kasim doesn't want any of his team members to go. He's taking his ticket, which is $2,500 in value because he's incredibly selfish, in place of if you give us a review, we will randomly pick a review and a winner for that Traffic and Conversion Summit ticket. So definitely leave a review, preferably on Apple Podcasts because that's where we check the most, but we do get a readout of everything that goes on in all the other places as well. So definitely check that out wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a review. The more positive, probably the better is my guess, Lauren. So anyway, having said that, make sure that you follow us on LinkedIn. Check me out on LinkedIn at Ralph Burns and then at Qasem Aslam on Twitter and all the other socials. Obviously, connect with Lauren. Go back and listen to previous episodes. We'll leave links in the show notes to a lot of the resources here, a lot of which you can't find. We found them on like secret Google links about all this stuff we talked about here today, Lauren. Uh, Ooh, Kasim's going to call you out on that, using Google yeah. to find meta resources. <laughs> well, you know, it is the search engine. But yeah, that is true. Mm. We still do love Google, not just as much mm. as we love meta. But anyway, so and obviously you can check us out over at YouTube at perpetualtraffic.com forward slash YouTube. On behalf of my awesome guest co-host today, Lauren Petrullo. Until next show, see ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic, 